0: Uh I don't want to be here. One minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
1: I'm Norman Mitchell.
0: Um today we're talking about minute 133 which starts with um Sam crushing the Lembas bread in his fist as he realizes what's happened. Um and ends with uh Frodo holding up the vial of the light of Arendel and um a leg moves in the background and it's the biggest nope i think in this minute <laughs> this minute is full of big nopes for me
1: right being being covered in sticky webbing
0: yep the the skeleton falling on him um just being stuck in this this hammock of of doom uh
1: with small dead animals yeah and bones. there's a
0: bug for no reason aside from like you know the actual spider um yeah Ugh.
1: full of full of of spooky stuff
0: two out of ten would not recommend
1: <laughs> two out of ten
0: yeah as far as minutes that's, go that's,
1: that's the review on hotels.com <laughs> two out of ten <laughs> zero stars
0: oh my god well two out of ten would be one star
1: i guess yeah that's true a zero what's a zero look like
0: as far as minutes go or hotel that's recommendations? hotel
1: recommendations.
0: I don't want to, um, the pits of Mount Doom, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. That's <laughs> about as inhospitable as you get.
1: The Great Hall of Metaseld. that's like, it's five out, that's five stars, that's ten out of ten. <laughs> it's a comfy place. It's nice.
0: Five out of ten, that's it?
1: Five stars, ten out of ten. I said five, five stars. Oh, oh. Ten out of ten. Oh, I see. That's the that's the Great Hall of Metaseld. And then uh mm. Bree is like a three three out of five, three out of uh, six out of ten somewhere in there. They
0: got bed bugs sometimes.
1: You know, it's it's okay.
0: They also got ring wraith yeah. stabbing pillows. Right, yeah, just that
1: one time, you know, ring wraith showed up and stabbed and pillows. <laughs> hurt their hurt their ratings for a little yeah, while.
0: Yeah, Butterbur like never um never recuperates.
1: Right. He's financially ruined from this. <laughs> Never gonna financially recover from this. <laughs> that's Butterbur's main concern.
0: <laughs> Not living.
1: Oh, they weren't after him.
0: Yeah, that's true. He, he
1: was cowering in his little nightcap and pajamas.
0: Yeah, I, I, um,
1: his nightshirt.
0: I prefer the, the canon where he doesn't die. Uh, he just cowers behind the bar.
1: Right. <laughs> well, they all just go by him.
0: Um, I guess we should actually talk about this minute.
1: Yes, this this minute starts with Sam realizing what's going on.
0: Yeah, he gets now real he mad about it. gets angry, like
1: yeah. angry. This is I'm gonna stove his head in, anger, Sam.
0: Yeah, it's kind of scary.
1: Yeah, this is Sean Aston getting getting mean. The uh, so Sean Aston in the commentary talks about how much he doesn't like this kind of uh, slow, like face turning performance because he thinks it highlights that Sam's kind of dumb. Mm. It takes him a little while to figure out what happened to piece it together,
0: also, I mean, but it's melodrama, like I it's don't, fine. I don't know that it make paints him as as dumb. He's been through a lot in the past
1: twenty four hours. hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> less than a day,
0: yeah, so I think the he's tired, uh, he's stressed out,
1: right, we know they're starving
0: yeah it's it's a traumatic experience all around, so I think that him taking a moment to kind of fully understand what has, what has happened um, tracks for me. It doesn't make him, I think, any less um, intelligent.
1: Mm. At least to me. Yeah. I, I don't think it feels like that either. It just feels like it's, you know, it's melodrama. It feels like heightened drama. Yeah. To yeah. go on this like slow thing. It's, it's, um, it's like stage acting. You have to, you have to take a moment to like really amp up to and sell the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's i mean most of the time when things look melodramatic in film it's because the performance is more of a stage performance than a film one
0: i mean i i love this movie for how extra and melodramatic everyone is yeah um and it's only this movie and i don't know what it is about it but like to me whenever i watch this it feels like all of the um well yeah all of the melodrama is heightened not to the point where i think it's silly uh for the most part but yeah, no, I I like that about this
1: movie. Right, everyone, everyone's just going ham.
0: Yeah, it's um, and I think it fits for the third installment.
1: Well, yeah, I I think it helps make it feel bigger. Yeah, that everyone is so extra. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's just everyone's got to be larger than life now. Everyone, right. everyone's catching up to Evey Kellen and, and right. Christopher Lee. Right, because
0: like, it's like a it's a fantasy epic instead of like a, a war movie or an adventure movie. Like right, exactly. Yeah,
1: this is this is the fan. This is the the most fantasy of the three movies. Yeah. Because this is the one that has like all the, all the big spots. One where we see, like we see Gandalf scare away all the ringwraiths all at once. Like we get some moments that are clearly like big magic fantasy moments. Yeah. Even though the magic isn't itself uh, overstated, it's clearly like a magical thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We get all of these portrayals of the ringwraiths on the, on their beasties. Right. Which is something that makes this feel more fantasy than the other movies because they're on what look like beat up dragons like little ones,
0: yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't call those little, I mean uh I mean compared to a dragon dragon, yeah like, yeah, a little dragon, yeah,
1: not a not a miniature dragon that's that's like the size of a house cat,
0: oh oh, don't do this to me while we're recording. that's adorable,
1: just like. A, a dragon the size of a house cat sleeping on a pile of pennies. Ah! Oh my god! And bottle caps and just...
0: Oh, little marbles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> little treasures.
0: No, it's mine!
1: But yeah, like, stuff like that I just it's adds to it. It's like a goblin this.
0: trick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but all, all that sort of stuff adds to this one feeling more fantasy. The locations look more um, unnatural and exaggerated.
0: I mean, there's at least what three battles mhm as opposed to two towers like one
1: one crazy long one yeah and the battle of pelennor fields feels so distinct from the battle of helms deep
0: right and i think the scope for this movie um is much bigger too like we've been in in um, middle earth this entire time but like you know what i mean like we for fellowship like we go from the shire to you know elrond's house to the um what is it it's the misty mountains right that they yeah. cross um so like i feel like with all of these m- movies like the scope of this um land this what is it realm
1: yeah the realm yeah
0: um this world um is getting bigger and bigger
1: i think it's um so it would
0: make sense to if, me
1: if I'm not, and I could be mistaken, but if I'm not mistaken, this whole this section of the world is called Rovanian.
0: Oh, like the continent?
1: No, this like this region of it. Because I think Rovanian, 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 I don't know how to say it exactly, because the pronunciation is hard, and they never say it in the movies. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how it's said. But if you look at um, at maps of Middle-earth, there's a big region of the map that I think goes from Rohan to the northern part of the continent above the Shire labeled Ravanian.
0: Weird. Okay. I've never uh, and then noticed that before. Arnor
1: and Gondor are on opposite ends of it.
0: Oh. Yeah, so like the continent or like the region?
1: Like the region. The
0: subcontinent because the
1: the continent is um I believe that, so. The the continent is.
0: I thought the continent was Middle Earth, and the world is Arda, or is yeah that the backwards? world
1: is Arda, and I the continent we call it the realms of Middle Earth, but I think the continent might also have a name. Oh, like Valinor is a continent.
0: Valinor,
1: but then they separate themselves and Valinor is in like space, right? They, they separate themselves and become like they're, they're like the moon or something. They're in space, whatever. But it was a continent. Like there was just an ocean between them at one point. Right. The 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 Noldor, the ancient elves, crossed from Valinor to modern day Middle Earth over an ice bridge.
0: Right. Yeah, because Galadriel's over was the, was in that right.
1: The the ice the ice fields of Helkar Helcar Helcar, Helcar? Mm-hmm. It's Helcar. or Helcarax something. Like, it's one of those. That doesn't
0: sound like a Tolkien name. Helcarax.
1: Helcar. It's Helcar. It's it's one of those. It's 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 one of those. I haven't looked in a while. That's like north of the, of where the Gray Havens are now. Weird. Yeah. Um. That's me with, without like looking at a map. That's like what it feels like. The name is like thinking about the map at the front of the Silmarillion without without pulling it out to look at it. <laughs> um.
0: I bet you. Not to like call anybody out, but I bet you Bob's listening to this. To be like, you fools.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's got her back. He'll he'll post in the listener group about any errors I just made, Uh, because I won't think to go and look and then post about it. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, so like this this movie is just full of more things that feel like big fantasy. Yeah, it's amped up. The most fantasy feeling part of either previous movie is Moria, which is. Fantasy, in a way, it's about what the world used to be, not what the not the world as it currently is, mm. is how Moria feels to me, anyway. It's how it's always felt to me. Yeah, it's never felt like it's representative of the tone of that movie as a whole, but what this world they live in once was.
0: I feel like fellowship. A lot of fellowship is like that because we have the. um Oh my god! What's, what are they called? They are. It's not the Argonath. Um, the, the 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 statues of of um Isildur and his yeah the brother. Argonath. Is it? Yes. Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: That's the Argonaut, yeah.
0: Nice, okay. Yeah. It sounded wrong in my head.
1: That's because it's a made-up word.
0: Yeah. No, you know what I was thinking? Um, that it wasn't uh, Argonaut. The oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the Argonauts, yeah. yeah.
1: Jason and the Argonauts. It's, it's close. It's close. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the Argonaut, yeah.
0: Nice. Oh, man, I feel so, like... Validated. Some nonsense of this is like stuck in my
1: brain. It's, it's been absorbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, about time. Four years later.
1: <laughs> the at the falls of Raros.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like all of the ruins.
1: Right, like Weathertop and Hand and all that. Yeah. All these these hints of what the world used to be. Like fellowship.
0: Things that were, things Was that it? are, and some things that have not yet come to pass. <gasps> yeah. Boom.
1: Thanks, Galadriel. <laughs> she's telling us kind of themes of each movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. It's like the prologue was well written or something.
0: Well, no, that's when she's pouring into her um, mirror.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the mirror of Galadriel. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's her job, though, right? Like, she's supposed to tell us what's going on.
0: That's true. And to tie it all back to this minute, um, we hear Galadriel speak. Um, it's a line it's not any new dialogue. it's just um Frodo remembering that she gave him this gift, and he hasn't used it yet. I'm surprised a that he's had it in his pocket the whole time right. b that it what hasn't, has it
1: got in its pockets It
0: hasn't broken right that's some real elvish glass,
1: yeah it's <laughs> it, it really is uh that was made by uh glassblowers at a local university too, and they were filming them.
0: oh my God, I love the bottle,
1: yeah, it's really nice.
0: Um, I love I love glass jars. <laughs> I have an affinity for this vial. It's very pretty. Yeah, it's cool.
1: It's filled with light. Yes. Somehow, real elvish well, magic.
0: It's filled with liquid light. Yeah. Which is even cooler. I would I would posh like a, uh,
1: yeah yeah Posit. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. <laughs> I would deposit, uh, and then it gets all shiny and and bright. Yes just enough to show us she loves legs in the background no
0: I I um
1: and one just oh, barely begins God. to move
0: no that's a good bookend for this minute I hate it
1: yeah <laughs> it's just
0: thanks I hate it again man,
1: watching Frodo like struggle and stand up and no, run away from is, the cobwebs oh, is just ugh. it's
0: that's awful. my nightmare
1: that's my personal hell
0: what getting stuck in spider webs? yes or?
1: that's horrible I hate the feeling of spiderwebs uh, on me. It's
0: so gross. Now
1: imagine that there's thousands of them.
0: Okay, um, let's talk about this random shot halfway f- like at 32 seconds in. Because I don't understand what it's trying to um, convey.
1: I think it's Shelob's view of where Frodo is laying.
0: Frodo is so close to the camera, though, I don't understand what's happening. Like, it's behind his head. Like, we we are viewing him from the front. The camera approaches. He kind of scurries and settles in this hammock of of unspeakable sticky doom, and then he um <laughs> he he struggles a little bit. He sits, and then we get this like less than two second shot of the back of his head, and I don't know why, and it's jarring.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. I think it's still supposed to be one of those shots from, like, she Love's point of view, but they weren't sure when they did the shot how close she love was going to be when the final effects oh were done. Oh my
0: god, can you freaking imagine? She's, like, right there. Right. Like, oh no.
1: <laughs> like, it's, it's probably one of those things where they weren't 100% sure before they did all the effects exactly how close she love was going to be yeah. from that, that wraparound, and it's the closer the view is to frodo like the creepier the shot is
0: that's true so
1: they kind of went they kind of went as creepy as they could with that
0: i think um i think in the again i think it's a a choice that throws me out of the minute
1: mm um
0: but i can't like i don't know that i've noticed it as a whole like when i'm watching this scene to be fair i'm like usually not paying that atten- that close attention to this because i I'm afraid of spiders. Right. So, <laughs> um... yeah, usually I'm not looking at the screen. I am, like, listening to him struggle, which arguably is worse. But... Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think the point of it, too, they wanted to do this reverse camera shot to show how how big and how like kind of screwed Frodo is right here Mm. by showing you all the webbing that he can that he can't see but we know is there
0: yeah that's fair
1: I think it's just showing you the scope of uh she control of this space by showing how much webbing and dead things there are everywhere around him
0: I mean we've got that for the past two minutes though
1: right but I this is also it's so close to Frodo that it's almost his point of view
0: yeah, but it's not his point of view. I know, it's like his but it's you can so see close. his head in the in the foreground.
1: Yeah, it it's it is a weird shot. I think it's supposed to be She Love's point of view and they just didn't know how close she was gonna be with the final effects when they were added to the movie. Because mm. they did like they had uh been designing She Lob all the way along and then they did uh a bunch of redesign they did redesigning of She Lob kinda late, they talk about in the commentary. Mm. So the the final effects source for She Lob kinda was uh like fairly late, but was mostly done like the final version of Shelob is mostly done by Christian Rivers.
0: Cool. I have to. We'll have to go back and see if this this particular two second shot is in the theatrical.
1: Yeah, because it seems like the kind of thing they might have. They yeah, might have. They might have
0: inserted. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know though. I don't know how much of this is extended. I know some of it is, with, with Shelob.
0: Yeah, um, but even just a couple seconds adds up. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much is different here, but yeah, th- this minute is mostly just Frodo struggling,
0: yeah. realizing
1: he has this this handy dandy nightlight and
0: handy and... dandy nightlight. <laughs> this holy elvish relic. I also think that it's interesting that this line of dialogue is the only line, um, maybe in the trilogy. I don't actually know. Um, but it's in um, how do you say that word?
1: Quenya, I'm Quenya? pretty sure. Okay. It's in Quenya.
0: As opposed to like all of the other elvish or most of the other elvish in these movies is Cinderin. Uh Quenya is like the um is like the Latin equivalent, right? And then Cinderin's yes. like the conversational elvish. Like
1: I believe that's correct. Quenya
0: is like the old style.
1: Yeah, I believe that's I believe that's correct. Okay. Cuz the um oh, one of the cuz one of the one of the books of the Silmaril Silmaril that's about really old elvish stuff uh uses the word that i think becomes the root word for quenya. Hmm. Um quenti, i think it's one of the one of the chapter that titles. Familiar. One of the chapter titles has quenti in it. Yeah. I can't remember which I can't remember the full title without looking.
0: Um, but yeah, it, it is
1: interesting that they they choose this
0: And these uh these translation notes that we're looking at um on elvish.org which is like very handy. Um it's the the context for this scene is he shouts the well-known phrase, um, and then it's, Hail Erendil, brightest of the stars. So, so maybe, this is a common thing among yeah, elves. Yeah, so like it's, um, I don't know, like any, well, like um, carpe diem or any well-known phrase in Latin. Yeah. Like that is, that's the equivalent of? Yeah. Um. Isn't Erendil a person?
1: Yeah, that's uh, Elrond's, Elrond's dad.
0: Okay um did he turn into a star or did he they named, they the named star a star after him. him okay i was you know what because <laughs> thinking of the the mythos and the crazy nonsense that happens in all the in the silmarillion um i wasn't sure which one it was because both were plausible
1: <laughs> right yeah of course
0: this cuz he's um he built a ship and and went into space right yeah yeah so like If he went into space, did he turn into a star? Could be. Um,
1: We need to keep doing the read through the somewhere Yeah, no, I wasn't
0: sure which one it was because I knew that Arrendel sounded familiar, and I knew that the Mariner also like followed that name. So I didn't know if he like they they named a star after him as a monument, or if he literally became a star.
1: He's like the greatest Delvin hero.
0: Yeah. That's legit. Arendil. Though I guess him um being stuck in the void as a star as opposed to like going to Valinor and being in Elf Heaven would be a like a terrible punishment.
1: Uh I don't remember exactly the full context of why Arendil goes to space. I <laughs> would have to reread all of that.
0: <laughs> oh my god. It's so wacky. <laughs>
1: So it's like in the it, it's like in the 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 last the last war with Malkor
0: elves in space
1: right, space elves yeah
0: oh my god why not uh, yeah dude why not we have precedents here right?
1: got wood elves and sea elves and Ice space elves, elves. <laughs> <laughs> just all your elvish needs are covered. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Um do we have anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Papa, why are you going to space? <laughs> For the good of elf kind, my son. I will never see you again.
1: <laughs> Goodbye.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, we're from the website duelinggenre.com I (laughs) don't know why this is so funny. Um, (laughs) You can check out some of the other dueling genre movies by minute podcasts. Uh, There's like over ten of them. Um, Scott and Nick are in the throes of uh, the Cornetto Minute, the the final installment of their trilogy. Mm -hmm. Their second trilogy yes okay (laughs) in the course they're doing
1: their sixth movie
0: in the course of (laughs) this podcast since like announcement announcing it in the feed i just want you to figure like list like they finished back to the future three took a hiatus started Cornetto Minute, and also Scott and and Zach have started and finished three Spider-Man movies since we had Zach on in the middle of Frickin' Fellowship. It was four years ago, my dude. What? Yeah. Good God. Like, around this time.
1: Why does it feel to me like-
0: Because this year itself has felt like a goddamn decade.
1: (laughs) My God. (laughs) just dramatic 1950s doctor pulling off his glasses right my god
0: (laughs) oh my god but yeah no check out the fruits of their labor and everyone else's
1: harry potter minute
0: hopefully starting up soon i don't want to jinx it last time we jinxed it yeah right (laughs) but anyway get it
1: together gary
0: no they are i know and uh we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about Shelob. I hope that it is as funny as this this episode at least for me.
1: <laughs> well, uh we we can we we can talk about her depiction in some other media. Oh,
0: dude, yes, I've been waiting. Okay, yes. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Bye. Bye.